Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, we are back on the mic. How you doing? How you feeling? How you living? Thriving, okay? Thriving. Mm -hmm. Whether or not I'm fully there, we're speaking that into existence. There you go. I love to hear it. I appreciate you and the audience letting me step away for a week so I could attend FinCon. It was worth it. It was a good time. Made some connections, learned some things, appreciate everybody I got a chance to connect with in the finance content creation space. You guys are awesome. Super exciting. Kind of jealous, not going to (laughs) lie, but super, super exciting. And I'm glad. 2023, maybe we'll be attending together. You know what? I like how that sounds. (laughs) Well, you know, obviously, for our usual Thursday episode, the headlines and hot topics have kept rolling even without us, right? So, so much has happened. There have been some major, some major things. Uh, Yes. We'll start off with the Kardashians. You like, if we must. (laughs) What you said. I mean, hey, this is like old beef continuing on to be new beef which will continue on until i guess you know if ray j feels like his his feelings have been addressed and his voice has been heard right because yes because he's a father now he's a father you know i thought he was trying to stay out of mess but apparently ray j said i'm still keeping up with these gd (laughs) kardashians and Got time today. And I got time today. So Ray J decided to get on social because uh, Chris Jenner in particular made an appearance on the Late Late Show last week. And she took a lie detector test or quote unquote lie detector test uh, that, you know, James Corden, the host of that show and Kylie Jenner asked her questions with one of them being whether she had helped her daughter Kim release that infamous sex tape. No, Chris Jenner responded. And after a few seconds, the polygraph examiner confirmed her answer was true. She said, thank you. We cleared that up. Ray J said, "Uh uh-uh. Okay. He said in a 28-minute Instagram video, you going to try to crush my career, make me look stupid when you know you was the mastermind. Chris, you know you ran the play. Delora, this is via Yahoo Entertainment. He even went so far as to say Chris reviewed a second sex tape as well. Watch both the first one we've seen and the second one to choose which one was best to release to make her daughter look the best and put her in the best light. What do you think of these claims that Ray J is making? And do you think the Kardashians are going to address this formally? Nothing Ray J said in that video 
would shock me. Chris Momager Jenner would absolutely watch a sex tape before its release. I believe that <laughs> wholeheartedly. He also said that it was Kim who signed his contract, yep. which we all know is illegal. And it would also be an egg on her face isn't even really the best <laughs> and i'm sorry <laughs> I, should, for that. I should clarify he's he's claiming there's three sex tapes but in total all of them according to him he's like he doesn't have any of them in his possession and you know what someone said this on twitter and i'm finding it very hard to believe but the kardashians may be in their flop era like the show is okay, but it's no longer the biggest thing on the platform in terms of Hulu. And this relationship that Kim had with Pete makes her look kind of bad, in my personal opinion. And of course, all the things with Kanye. And I don't know. I just find it interesting that Ray J is deciding to do it. But I feel like he's he's feeling like that tweet I just mentioned, like, you kick them when they're down. <laughs> and Kardashian scheming would not surprise me in the least. But let's not forget, Kim stole money from Brandy. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and and we all know during that time, sex. Allegedly. Tapes were, allegedly. <laughs> but at that time, sex tapes were the way to go. And Kim was so desperate for fame. That part. It is very plausible. Now, Kim and the Kardashian Jenners are what every drug dealing turd billionaire rapper has done <laughs> and made that dirty money clean, okay? It's been longer. <laughs> but it's not every day you get someone to dis- to spill all this tea. What do you think? Yo. I think Ray J is one of the most entertaining mofos on the internet. Like, (laughs) I think I didn't realize how entertaining he was until that versus. Like, I don't know where I've been. Ray J is entertaining as hell. So forget about the claims. Forget about the drama. He's just funny. Like, he just entertains me. Do I believe the projector at home with the receipts and all? Like, literally, they were talking about it on Higher Learning, guys, one of our favorite podcasts, about how he obviously has been waiting years for this because he must have had a folder with all the paperwork in there that he has somebody going through. Hilarious. And then, you know, Van chimed in as Van had been working for TMZ for many, many years. I need to listen to this episode. Okay. Basically, y'all are welcome for this plug uh higher learning because obviously our audience is even remotely close to yours <laughs> but you know <laughs> basically just saying you know why are they poking the bear because you know van knows and has seen an even more explicit he said version of this sex tape and there was a golden shower in it and you know it, it's just there's more out there and there can he as as van said in the world of sex tapes there's nowhere to leak a sex tape except for twitter without the express consent of the people involved now so there's no way that kim did not have her hand in it right there's no way that Kim can have her hand on it. And we even saw that with the receipts that came up from Vivid Entertainment that showed email correspondence with Kim and Ray J confirming uh, like the amount that, you know, in sales that the sex tape was getting. So there was definitely correspondence about it. To your point, Kim 
has herself declared how much she wanted to be famous. So do I absolutely think that this family capitalized on this at that time? Absolutely. Do I think they're going to speak on it now? No, because it doesn't fit the narrative that they paint it now for all these yeah. years and continue to on the Hulu series that I've still Ooh, only watched one episode of. Because we talked about that one episode. What's the likelihood of the sex tape miraculously coming back into play during the launch of a new reality TV show? That's another thing that made me wonder about the timing of Ray J coming out. Is it because now she's, Kim is beefing so heavy with Kanye and he has a bond or some type of, you know, allegiance feeling like to Kanye that makes him want to come out so hardcore against her now. Because I think he even, when he was going through his receipt, showed some text that people spotted, you know, speaking to Kim about wanting to like get together and talk and calling her Kimmy and all this stuff. So I'm just yeah. curious as to where the animosity is yeah. kind of coming from. And I wonder if it's an allegiance more to Kanye and the things that have gone on in their relationship than any beef he has personally. That or he was just tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired. Chris, you know, doing what they do on late night TV, making fun of things that you probably shouldn't be talking about anymore. It it caught up to her, maybe. I don't know. The thing is, lie detectors are unreliable if it was ever even truly documented, right? As long as you have conviction the lie detector test is going to come back as proving you're right. And I'm yes. sure at this point, Chris's conviction, even in her own lies, is strong. So uh, it's moot. <laughs> the point is moot. <laughs> woman who is able to make multiple billionaires in her family based off of looks alone. I will still read her book. Whenever she wants to release it, I will Ashley, still read her book. I have master class. Chris's class is definitely one of the classes I have put on my watch list mm -hmm. because that personal branding absolutely ig advertises you know, the, the shit out of those master classes yeah. by the way it's yeah. crazy and i fell for it <laughs> fell for that okie doke you know instagram be making you feel like oh y'all actually know me no it's all a lie people it's all yeah. a lie um but that's but really all great. that's really that. that's really all that i feel like it is about this is entertainment it feeds into the entertainment machine and whatever Ray J says, I, I believe at this point, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think that man has any reason to lie. So we'll see what else, what other entertainment he serves us with as we move forward. So let's get into our second quick headline, which is we have not spoken on this whole Aerie Spears and Tiffany Haddish situation that has come up. They have been accused of child sexual abuse in a lawsuit. And their reps are claiming it is a shakedown. They're accused of having groomed and molested two, at the time, minor siblings years ago. According to the complaint, Jane Doe and John Doe were 14 and 17, respectively, when they alleged the Haddish and Spears had them participate in sexually suggested videos and separate incidents in 2013 and 2014. Uh, they have both come out and spoke about it a little bit with, you know, Tiffany saying that she deeply regrets her involvement, but she can't say too much. Ari saying he can't say too much either, but it's a shakedown. Oh, his career may not be the same. Obviously, he's coming on the heels of the backlash already with his comments about Lizzo. So this is just exacerbated. Um, but I, I'm not sure 
if this is going to be survivable for either of them, given the potential allegations and what could come out with this, because just watch just the backlash from people resurfacing this video of this funnier die skit has been met with enormous backlash. Laura, what were your thoughts about this story? Thoroughly disgusted, terribly disappointed in Tiffany Haddish, but not surprising at the same time. I, I hate to say that because the reason why I say it's not surprising is because her comedy is overtly sexual, right? And the quote unquote joke that they were trying to play, it, it, it's not surprising. That's pretty much what I'm trying to say. Through and a pedophile's eyes. That's the name of the skit, people, for anyone who's not aware. I forgot about that. Yeah, I feel sorry for the victims. I hate that this much time has passed. But again, I don't think there's any statute of limitations when it comes to things like this. But I do feel like Tiffany is going to take a harder hit than Ari Spears. Because again, who was talking about Ari Spears until he inserted himself in the bashing of Lizzo? Yeah, several weeks ago. It's it's gross. It's disappointing. And I hope that the victims get what they're looking for. I don't know. I think this is really going to affect Tiffany Haddish's career by far the most. I do too, especially because I feel like so much of what I was hearing was that she was the one who had the relationship with the kids and with the family. Yes. She's the, the one who they, yeah, yes. who they had a trust in and all this stuff. So it, it made it seem like, you know, she was the one who put them into this environment and into this situation because they trusted her. Yeah. Um. So it was shocking. I remember being shocked when this headline first came out and yeah. being like, Tiffany, you know, again, Aerie Spears, it's whatever. I'm, I don't even really I couldn't name you a single joke that man has ever made, but you know, Tiffany Haddish's career has been years. Absolutely not. No, Tiffany's career has been hot for a long time and it was very yeah. shocking. And I did happen to see some edited versions of that skit and it was deeply disgusting and disturbing. I'm not, I know that comedy changes over time, right? Like we know that so many things that were acceptable yes. in the past has not been acceptable today, but I'm not sure pedophilia has ever been funny for anybody um so this was definitely if nothing else very poor judgment yes and again i'm i'm not sure yet whether or not it's going to be really survivable because we we know that it's harder for black celebrities to bounce back from controversy and that's just well, a fact the first example that comes to mind is a recent example in a conversation we had just this summer with ricky martin and that turnaround was pretty swift and yeah. it just came out now that he's suing the nephew for, you know, the claims that he made for slander, him, for slander, defamation. Absolutely. And so we still have to wait and see what Ricky Martin's career is going to look like post everything that has, you know, been claimed and already resolved. And with this, we're still, it seems like, this may take some time and yeah. it's not a good look. I mean, pedophilia is molestation, sexual abuse. Those are, those are the big, big, big biggies. Even when people who go to prison yeah. for murder want to mess up the people who come in for child abuse and sexual abuse. So yes. that's, that's tough. Um, you know, 
hope for the best for the young victims who were involved for sure. And we'll see how this story unfolds. Our final quick headlines are um, for some folks who have unfortunately passed away since we've been away. The first one being rapper and singer PNB Rock, who was murdered this week at a Roscoe's in LA. This has been a huge story um, over the past, you know, few few days because it was so unexpected. He was up and coming uh, in terms of what I know about his career. He is not even from the LA area. He's from Philadelphia. So there was discussion of, oh, did he know exactly where he was and what the situation would be, mm-hmm. all this, this and that. And then also the controversy about obviously his girlfriend having posted his location, yeah. their location on social media and that that had anything to do with him. And unfortunately him uh, being, you know, it was an attempted robbery yes. and then being killed. Um, what were your thoughts about this story when it broke, Delora? I'm very heartbroken for Gen Z when it comes to their musicians because the amount of young black rappers dying yeah it just seems it's just a lot and over frivolous things mm-hmm. this being as you mentioned an attempted robbery um that's happened to several uh young men that that has passed on even just this year young rappers and so I was not familiar with his music, um, but it is thought I wasn't. And then I saw Shade Room post like a clip of his greatest hits. And I know all of his songs, actually. (laughs) Yes. But 30 years old. No. And then the backlash that his girlfriend is getting right now is ridiculous. And it really pissed me off. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Can't imagine. Especially so, because she witnessed it, right? She was there. She was there. So when she he was killed. Hearing this, you know, baloney on the internet. And let me just say, I didn't even go looking for the video of him laying in, in the restaurant and I still saw it. And I was like, why am I seeing this? I, I'm glad I didn't see it. I, I'm surprised I didn't, but I have heard a lot of people talk about it. It was so upsetting. I was like, why am I, what am I seeing? And why am I seeing this? I think too, he bears such a striking resemblance to me to Nipsey Hussle that it like, Mm, interesting, just kind of put me back to where I was when I found out that he was shot, which I was in Houston, Texas at the time. And it was again, another young black rapper who just died senselessly. Um, I think for folks who are heavy, deep into the hip hop industry, it hits them differently. I think for me, it's just always like such a loss of life over jewelry and over, you know, material things, just heartbreaking to me. He was a father. He had a young daughter, like his, to his family and friends and loved ones beyond the music, beyond any of that. It's just devastating always. And unfortunately, he's not alone. We also had news that Jesse Powell, R&B singer, passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, his family released the news. And I definitely started singing You immediately because his voice was beautiful, silky. That song still, every time it comes on Pandora, I freaking love. So um, he was 51 years old. And then we also lost comedian David Arnold. Um last week so there's been you know 
a series, unfortunately, of these celebrity passings that have happened. And, and we just wanted to relatively young. He was, yeah, David Arnold was 54. So we yeah. definitely, and he was, for those who are not familiar, he's, David Arnold was a comedian, actor, writer, producer, producer. headline, two Netflix specials, was writer-producer on Fuller House Reboot, and also created the Nickelodeon series, That Girl, Lele. So yeah. uh, his family saying he died of natural causes, but they were also yeah. shocked and devastated by his loss. So none of them seemed like they were obviously anticipated or expected and, just praying for everybody's family and loved ones. Absolutely. All right, Delora, let's move on to our hot topics. The first one, another passing. This one definitely was in the headlines immediately. And that is the Queen of England passed away while we were off the mic. Queen Elizabeth II, the longest reigning monarch that the UK has seen reign for 70 years. Yep. Passed away at the age of 96 in her Scottish estate, Balmoral. The queen came to the throne in 1952. So literally, we have not, our parents' generation has not known anything other than her being on that throne in England, right? Yep. Huge, huge, huge huge thing for for that country and for those who were still a part of the commonwealth um there's been obviously the usual ceremonies and things that have gone on even today as we're talking about it she's lying in state her funeral her actual funeral is on monday i've seen you know some of the ceremonies that have gone on but even beyond that the conversations that have happened since the queen has died have been all like one one way or the other i'm not sure i've really heard an in-between middle ground yeah there's been those who have you know been sad who have mourned all of that for the loss of this monarch who's been in their life for so long but in a article from the guardian i feel like they summed it up when they said the queen's death intensifies criticism of the british empire's violent atrocities that part american commentators academics and others are calling into reconsideration of the monarchy's lasting influences and possibly one of the most um strong sentiments came from carnegie mellon university professor uju anya who said If anyone expects me to express any disdain, anything but disdain for the monarch who supervised a government that sponsored the genocide that massacred and displaced half my family and the consequences of which those alive today are still trying to overcome, you can keep wishing upon a star. She even said when she passed away, may her pain be excruciating. The chief monarch of a thieving and raping genocidal empire very very strong words delora you are a royal watcher a royal lover in the sense of all the pomp and circumstance we know of that world but this is unprecedented in our lifetime so yes. give me your thoughts because we we talk, even though i was at fincon i tell you the first person i text girl i was like it doesn't sound like the queen is 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 going to make it. Like, is she going to pass away? You know, what were your thoughts when this news broke? You know, everybody but Jason was surprised with uh, Hollywood. 
Lord, Lord. With Hollywood a lot. I didn't even check to see if they made a post about that mess. Like, I didn't even. I didn't even mean to bring that back up, but that has been in the back of my mind. It will never go away. It will Um, never go away. But what were your thoughts about this? And then what are your thoughts about the subsequent reactions to her passing? All right, Ashley. Many, many thoughts. As you mentioned, I am fascinated with, as you mentioned, the pop and circumstance of england and their royals and Meghan markle and the fact that william married a commoner princess diana okay so you along with three other people text me (laughs) when the (laughs) news broke (laughs) and i literally was on the phone with my mom screaming i was like this really happened. She's she's gone. Yeah. And the first thoughts that came to my mind was the Queen of England is mortal. Like she was that forever presence. The Queen has been on the throne longer than both of my parents have been alive. Yep. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. With her being gone, I realized that my fascination with the crown has everything to do with Diana. <laughs> And I say it like this. I don't blame countries in the Commonwealth, i.e. Australia, Jamaica, list any of them who are like, are you saddened by this? No, because my family, that professor, her family, immediate family was affected by the brutality of Britain. Yes. And being a Black woman, knowing the legacy of slavery, knowing the legacy that even the fingerprints of England in our American society, you can't miss it. You know what I mean? And because of that, I realized that my fascination had everything to do with, with the way Diana was able to navigate her time in that family in terms of, if you look at the old uh, interviews, she talked about how she wants to be the queen of people's hearts, but she doesn't see herself being the queen of England one day. And I realized when it come when it came to Elizabeth II, she was just always there. But I didn't really, you know, have any real fascinations Feelings. or feelings towards her. Obviously, the crown helped put things in perspective in terms of the context of her being a young woman, never meant to be in secession because her father wasn't the firstborn, but because of abdication and because of war and this, that, and the other. You know, that tell is fascinating. But at the end of the day, again, thinking about Megan, I'm like, would I want somebody to be a part of this family? Thinking about not not my people. No. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I was like, I was so excited by it. But I think tells of Cinderella and all that stuff help pollute our understanding of what really is going on and the fact that they are so reluctant to take any responsibility for their ancestors or the blood money that they sit on as everyone know any sources of power is weakest during transitional periods and with charles being in charge now it doesn't make me excited, especially now that they didn't even let Harry, who's the only one that actually had like military experience, not wear his uniforms for whatever reason. It was like y'all are y'all are interesting. 
That's all I got to say. Charles in charge. Remember that show from back I, in the that day? That was intentional, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I have so many thoughts about this. For one, and my Camilla thought is... as queen court consort? I can't... I don't want... I, I try not to even <laughs> dive into the Camilla thing. Because we talked about Camilla. Y'all know how I feel about Camilla at this point. It's Team Diana forever. I know that the circumstances to which Camilla and Charles were put in, obviously, they already had a relationship established and all that. But the lack of respect, I will never, I will never feel good they about. They tortured that young girl. I will Diana never feel good about. was so young when she got into that mess. 19, when they got married. Can I just say that I just now recently... What listened to and read the transcript from their call that got leaked. I just in the last maybe which, which two call? or three weeks that he, that huge story when they had their little illicit call that was in the hit huge headlines no, back in the day. I never read that. I girl, he was talking about wanting to live in like it was so like weird and gross and i wish i had never heard it like it was a conversation between lovers there was no question about that conversation but i think i think my thoughts let me get back to my train of thought about the queen i think my thoughts when all of this happened was for one knew it was going to be a huge 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 deal still because it's she yes. still had been in power in that regard for 70 years but i also felt like it's the end of the monarchy because so much has pointed towards the inevitable end of the monarchy even when she was still alive well and so many people in my opinion don't respect charles girl for various reasons that is what i was trying to piggyback off really quick i'm sorry for cutting you off um If she had confidence in Charles, she would have retired. I had this exact conversation with my mom. I said she could have gone ahead and stepped down at any point in time. She chose to hang on till the bitter end of her life. She could have become, what do you call it? What do you call it when you step down like queen mother or whatever you call Mm -hmm. it? She could have absolutely done that. In my mind, she wasn't going to die until Charles died. That's what I used to think. Whew. I used to think Elizabeth going to hold on for as long as humanly possible. Her mama made it to like 101. I thought she had five more years too, honestly. I think if Philip had left, la- you know, yes. companionship is hard yep. to lose when you've yep. had it for it so long. It was just a little bit over a year. Absolutely. I think, you know, Philip passing definitely expedited that. But I say all that to say... I really do think that this is the end for them. I think that I don't, I'm not sure if William is even going to make it to ascend to the throne. I, somebody, when I was talking about this at FinCon was saying, Oh, what would you, what do you think Harry's kids would have been like if they had made it? It ain't going to make it to Harry's kids. Harry's kids ain't going to see today. This is, this is not going to last. Like mark my words. This is not going to last much longer. In my opinion, people have seen and the light. William is not looking too good either. The way he's been treating Kate in public and leaving her behind at he's all. Even, he's no longer, nobody. His beef with Harry alone has yes. point painted him in a more villainous light than William has ever yes. been painted. Even during his little break from Kate, when he was wanted to live yeah. a single life and she was like, okay, well, I'm going to show you. <laughs> like, we have not Katie. forgotten. That's what they call her. <laughs> 
And they had the nerve to compare that to what Megan went through in the newspapers. Like, no, sis, that's not the same. You know, it was more vicious and insidious, but... I think now yeah. listen to Megan Markle's podcast because I'm now fully caught up. I've listened to the Mariah episode and the, the Mindy, Mindy Kaylee episode. So good, right? And so good. Again, my thing is I wanted to know more about Megan. So all these gems that I take from every episode about yeah. her and, yeah. and the fact that she it was the pretty, not the pretty one, the smart one, all these things right. endear me even more to Megan. So yeah. now when I see her go back to England and she has to be around Megan, she has to be around Kate, I'm like, no, Ashley. I feel like she needs we, me. <laughs> when we saw the four of them get out that car, my heart sank. I was like, I hope Megan's okay. I feel I really, like she needs me. I hope she's okay. <laughs> and at the end, uh, when they did that meet and greet, she looked awkward when she waved to everybody because she didn't know what to do because she knew... She knows what was going to happen after she left. She knew those people were going to act stank when, with her trying to shake their hands. Did you see that one woman who was making faces of Megan and no, uh, shaking no, hands? No, no. But see, this is my thing. She's going to such a hostile environment. The last thing you need, you already know the people Thanks. may feel some type of way. Yes. The government may feel some type of way. All these entities that you've spoken now out against since you've been in America may feel some type of way. It's even worse to have it within that immediate family and have to sit exactly. and be British and put on and pretend and do all this stuff. Like we're American. We express ourselves. Well, somebody on Twitter was like, she must really love Harry. She to does. go back because... She clearly does. Ain't no way. That's so why I said she needs me. I feel like we need to be by her side. Like Absolutely. Monica and Sierra were Sierra. with Vanessa. You know what I mean? Period. She needs her black Period. women, her mama, somebody <laughs> to be with her, to have her back. Because that's Absolutely. such a hostile environment she's having to go into. But again, I still have to say, I really do think this is the end. Even when I saw, I sent you the picture, I think people or something, D is saying something, something King Charles. I was like, ew. Like, I, but it's not just me. Yeah. Like, I think that there's that sentiment. Again, Charles has been painted not just from the situation of how they portrayed him in the crown, his own antics over yeah. the course of his life. He just got in trouble for taking a bag of money from a quote unquote hostile uh, country. And did you see him acting like a brat? Can Over, you get this? Can you get this out of my way? Get yes, this, he's get king. Yes, he doesn't have to do all that. However, it looks it looks so petty and stupid. They talked about that on the view. They talked about that on the view. And then wait, wait. The pin apparently was running. He gives it to Camilla and wipes off his own hands. Didn't give her nothing. I can't. Camilla, <laughs> you may see a new side to your boot thing, girl. That man is in the position he may have always felt he should have been in. My last thing I want to say is this. One thing that even despite, you know, the conversations, obviously, that are super valid about the British colonialism and the history and all of that and the atrocities, I did still feel and take a minute to reflect on the fact that this was still a human being whose family just witnessed and lost you yes. know, a loved one. So I Absolutely. never tried to make light of that. I'm just, you know, I didn't mourn, neither did I celebrate. You know, it was neither of that for me. I didn't have skin in the game. Yeah. I acknowledge and fully respect and understand and appreciate the relevancy of these conversations. And at the same time, respected the fact that this was some people's grandmother and mother and all of that who has passed away, not just the Queen of England. 
I agree. And what I'm about to say has a lot to do with me being cynical and nothing to do with like how I feel about um, these people. Cause obviously I don't know them, but I do feel like them calling her my dear mama and all that. I think their family is not like normal families. <laughs> and I feel like some of that is to play into their relevancy in maintaining power. Again, I'm, I'm not saying that to be insensitive by any means, but I do feel like they're trying to maintain a a, a front, mm-hmm. a face as they go through this transition. And we will see. My mom and I were talking about this and we don't think Charles has what it takes to be able to carry on the monarchy, but she said Camilla does. She's like, Camilla got the heart and the spine needed. And if he's that obsessed with her, him, he may listen to her and they may be able to you know, navigate these waters, but we will see. I thought that was a funny take, but I, I can see it. You know what I just realized? I think the reason why you like uh, the Brits and the the pompous circumstance, they're actors. Like, it's its entertainment. It's it another form of Hollywood. They, <laughs> the messy life of Prince Harry before Meghan was peak tabloid frauder. You know, let's not forget Vegas. Yep. But he played into his role as the bad boy. You know, William played into, you know, future King of England. They play into these roles. And that's why they always say that the royal family and the media are like hand in glove because they need each other to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Feeds machine, feeds machine. Well, that's all we got on that hot topic. Let's move into our final hot topic. The big show. I mean, the viewership was down, but it was still a a big show. And that's the Emmys 2022 that just passed. It was a hell of a show, in my opinion. I can't say that I loved the Keenan montage of show songs and like jingles. To make them dance too, yeah. Like, especially kicking off with the Friends one. I was like, where are we going with this? Like, But I laughed my behind off when he was like, have y'all heard of Living Single? <laughs> I said, I, I respect that. I appreciate that you brought this to the Emmy stage. I appreciate, I respect it. Um, obviously, we had some huge standout moments. Cheryl Lee Ralph getting on that stage, singing her heart out. Her speech still gives me chills when I think about it. I mean, I had to stop myself from openly ugly cry weeping. What did we text each other? I'm like, I am bawling right now. (laughs) Because first of all, like my mouth was quivering. You know what I mean? (laughs) When she started her speech, I was kind of like, what are we doing here? But the words... That she said, I believe it's a Diane Diana Reeves song. Man, it it kind of reminded me of Viola Davis when when she won for best actress in a drama for How to Get Away with Murder. She started off talking about the slave or something, and we're like, where are we going with this? <laughs> but again, another notable uh, speech. But Cheryl Lee Ralph, I screamed. I was screaming Ashley and Amara's like what's going on I'm like Cheryl Lee Ralph won an Emmy (laughs) just talking about it is gonna make me cry it was so beautiful believe in yourself it was so powerful like 
those are the moments I love being black because I'm just like, I can feel this in my entire spirit. 1000%. Zendaya picked up another Emmy for her portrayal, as we called it for Euphoria. Her speech was so sentimental and emotional for me as well. Like, was it? Because I, I could tell, like, given her performance, you know how much this character has meant to her, but you can tell that the impact that it's had on her in terms of the engagement she's been able to have with people through this experience of playing through. Like, I just love that she was able to articulate that. I think she's so beautiful and eloquent in those moments when I've seen her. And I love the fact that she said she was going to text her boyfriend after it was the whole thing. Her mom, coming up to give her a hug for the award and having to tell people, listen, I'm Zendaya's mama. The whole thing. <laughs> I just love. Um, and then finally, Quinta. I mean, first of all, Quinta is on my best dress list for the night. She looks She looks like a amazing. winner, baby. I put that she in her looked amazing. comments. I was like, es- looking like a winner, baby. Especially because, as we know, on Abbott Elementary, she does not get to live her best fashion life. <laughs> So whenever I see her step out, I'm like, yeah. What I love about it is she is walking in her badassery, to quote Shonda Rhimes. The same way we saw that evolution with Issa Rae, Quinta got the biggest show on network television. Listen. How many people can say that? She wrote that shit. (laughs) Okay. This is her show. She cast it. She wrote it. She acts in it. No she words. Amazing. She looked fantastic. The Jimmy Bravo. Kimmel bit. The Jimmy. Did that bother you that he was on stage pretending to be dead? Uh, whatever. While she was accepting I her award. Do not enjoy when people are in people's shot like picture moment yeah. when they win awards. Yeah. Was I as upset as some people on the internet? No, but. I think it was a bad choice by him. I think she handled it with grace. I think even we always have to be graceful, gracious. I think even her response, though, there could be partial truth in that, that it made her feel more comfortable to have Jimmy there. We don't always know the relationships that these celebrities have with one another. Very true. So she was was saying her first first night show. Exactly. He supported, he's openly supported her. So you never know. Like we're not in these people's shoes. Sometimes I feel like things are overblown and overhyped. If genuinely she had expressed some form of like distaste for it. Okay. Then I would feel some type of way, but like, don't let the controversy overshadow the fact that this woman came and slayed this damn award show. Exactly. I don't care that much. So earned and she stepped over that man, said her speech, and let's keep it fucking moving. <laughs> I loved that she thanked Larry Wilmore. Yes, I saw his tweet too. Beautiful. He said that he was in tears and he didn't expect it, but he is the godfather of comedy. Okay. Indeed. Again, speaking of higher learning, he did an episode with higher learning. If you guys have not heard it, it was a great interview. Yes. Issa, I like, his list is so long. I can't even really begin. But and he's what? someone who doesn't talk about it either. He does exactly. so many of these things and doesn't feel the need to be like, yes, I put so-and-so on. I put so-and-so yep. on. Yep. He's willing to go to bat for us. And I appreciate him for that. So those are just some of the major moments that I wanted to highlight real quick. And then let's get into, you know, these awards in this fashion. So <laughs> give me your top three fashion moments from the night. 
Easy. Zendaya, Quinta, Lizzo. Okay. And my then I'm going to do a shout out to... Your honorable mentions. My boo, Andrew Garfield. When uh, did he become my boo? I don't know, uh, but I am just like, sir. Uh, I'm going to get to Andrew in just a second. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> my top three. Carrie Washington and the Ellie Saab. Stunner. She always gets me. Carrie but Washington. But her hair. The hair. It, but I didn't mind the messy bun. I'm going to be honest with you. Because to me, there was an effortlessness to it that sometimes I like when it seems like you're, mm-hmm. the rest of you is so put together and yeah. elegant. Like, I, I don't mind a messy bun. The only her thing I didn't like was the black tights. With me. I just... I can see that the black tight. I'm not a. I am not a fan of stockings. I have never really been a fan of, never a day in my life. <laughs> okay. So that's just my personal thing. She still looks stunning. Yes, Robert. in person, Christina Ricci and Fendi. It didn't photograph Ooh. as well to me, but when she came on the red carpet, I was like, oh my god! Yes. Christina Ricci has never looked better. She was stunning. Third, Quinta. Quinta in that Dolce & Gabbana when she yeah. did her interview with Laverne and she said, I wanted to be a little classy, but keep my sexy because I'm I'm here for multiple awards. So, you know, I'm an actress, but I'm also a writer, producer. So we got to keep it together. But yes. y'all, y'all know who the F I am at the same time. So I loved it. I love the thought behind it. She's gorgeous. Uh, another honorable mention, Issa Rae and Sergio are... Our favorite or my favorite designer who designed Michelle Obama's iconic burgundy pants. I still need that suit. Issa Rae is my favorite person, I think, on almost every red carpet she ever steps on, not even for the wardrobe, but for the comments. Yeah. For the, the way that she engages with people. It's the She's skin just for me, though. Her skin. Flawless. Teeth. Girl. She's I'm the like... only Drink Champs interview I've ever attempted to watch straight through. I fell asleep. <laughs> Because their interviews are three hours. Overpack? Yes. (laughs) Yes. But I still attempted, and that's the point right there. Yes. My honorable mentions, number one, Mindy Kaling and Ellie Saab. Yes. Mindy was was radiant. She was glowing. Girl, I don't know what you're doing or who you effing, but you're looking (laughs) glorious. And my second honorable mention, Andrew... MF and Garfield. I yes. felt some type of way when I saw this man in that white suit. I wasn't ready, Ashley. I was I not said, ready. What have you been doing <laughs> that you stepped on this red carpet oozing sex appeal? When yes. I tell y'all, I have never looked at Andrew Garfield, I swear. Never twice in my life. And that man's I uh, he could have got it. That's all I have to say. He could have got it. <laughs> Emmy's night. He's a nice guy too for me. I'm like, I always been uh, attracted to his niceness, but I never really found him, you know, like, oh, look at him. Yeah. Girl. He really uh, came with it. Surprised. And he knew it too. You could see it every photo. Yes. Ooh, Chile. Andrew, if I see you on these streets. All right, let's get to these winners. (laughs) All right. So, not too many, I feel like, shocks or surprises for me in the winner's list, but let's roll through them. Outstanding drama series, Succession. As Keenan said, no brothers in that in that cast. Outstanding comedy series, 
Ted freaking Lasso. Oh, and I'm only saying that because of Abbott. (laughs) Here's the deal. Uh, I think you said it to me. You're like, oh, well, it won last year. Well, they hadn't won their first year. You know what I mean? Abbott, Abbott Elementary's first season is so beautiful and perfect. You can't, you can't make this up. But I have to say, Mindy Kelly's bit during that award was hilarious to me. Her BJ. Was, yeah, she was mm-hmm. like, y'all are lazy. <laughs> it's just like... We used to have to put out 22 episodes and now it's what, 13? <laughs> Most of them less. Most, Most of, of them, them less. Especially if you're on HBO. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that tickled me. I knew Ted Lasso was going to win just because it's still such a darling. But as I've said, the second season to me was not as engaging a as the first season. Yeah. So yeah. the first season, I would agree. I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. It was so unexpected. It was a hidden gem for me at the time. I was like, who would have thought that him portraying this character on a commercial would lead to such a delightful series? But for me, all of the accolades, especially over some performances that I felt like were stronger, pushes me away from it a little bit. Still a really good show, yeah. but I don't think I have the devotion that the Emmys obviously have. Outstanding limited series, The White Lotus won, which they got a lot of love because I think Mike White a won lot. like two awards for this as well. I we didn't talked know he was a about. <laughs> Me either. Remember, he was in, um, wasn't he in The Stepford Wives? Wasn't he the one who came at the very beginning and tried to like shoot Nicole Kidman because she had that series? I just rewatched The Stepford Wives. That's why I'm bringing it up. I'm pretty sure that was like in years. That's one of my favorite like dark comedies. Interesting. I know. I'd be loving some of the the outliers, but (laughs) for me, this was not surprising because I knew it had you know we knew it had hype around it but still it wasn't my favorite remember we even talked about this when we did our nine perfect strangers recap we were like we could do nine perfect stranger we or we yeah. could do white lotus and, and they we were kind of the same <laughs> yeah but we, we ended up preferring nine perfect strangers yeah. so yeah. we'll and see they what didn't season get any two, love yeah. they didn't we'll see what season two is like maybe we'll get into it more for a season two and that's probably the show that uh Regina Hall was probably talking about and Regina's Not- performance was fantastic absolutely i feel you regina outstanding lead actor in a drama series lee jung jay for squid game well deserved especially when what succession oh god two out of the five i need to watch this show i've tried i've tried twice i can't get into it i can't get in I can't do all the in-family fighting. That shit gets so old to me. I had to let okay. Empire go for that reason. Y'all can only have so much What's the difference between beef. that and Game of Thrones? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> we can save that for our next micro dose of House of the Dragon. There's a huge difference. Okay. <laughs> Outstanding lead actress in the drama series, Zendaya, Euphoria. Outstanding supporting actor in a drama series, Matthew McFadden, Succession. Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series, Julia Garner for Ozark. This one, I think we had, we're had we rooting for Sydney Sweeney just because obviously Sydney really turned out her performance in, in, this, per, in this season of Euphoria. Yeah, but I think but her personal life got in the way. That, and also I think Ozark is still, Ozark just had its final, final season, right? Yes. And I think it was still like in her favor, it seemed like. Outstanding lead actor in a comedy series, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso. 
outstanding lead actress in a comedy series, Jean Smart Hacks. Outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series, Brett Goldstein, Ted Lasso. Again, if you watch Ted Lasso, I was surprised he took it again because one of the other actors had a stronger arc change to me this second season. The black man? But oh, I know you're won. thinking of the one soccer player. Yes. he. W- yeah, and I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about someone who's on the coaching staff on Ted gotcha. Lasso. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Abbott Elementary. Sweet baby Jesus. Outstanding. <laughs> Outstandingly actor in the limited series or TV movie. Michael Keaton. Dope sick. Again, great show. I thought about you. Yeah. Great show. That was a tough category, though. We talked about that one. Yep. Outstanding lead actress in a limited series or TV movie. Amanda Seyfried, The Dropout. I think you called that one. You know what I didn't like about that is that she felt rushed in giving her speech. Yeah. I didn't like that. Outstanding supporting actor in a limited series or TV movie, uh, Murray Bartlett, The White Lotus. Outstanding supporting actress in a limited series or TV movie, Jennifer Coolidge, The White Lotus. This, I love Jennifer Coolidge, but that surprised me. Did it? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was going to be either Caitlin Deaver or who else did I have in that one? Maybe even, no, I think I thought it was going to be Caitlin. Cause I was going to say all the actresses to me in the white Lotus were comparable. Like nobody to me was just exceptionally over all the others. But remember, you know, to me, I think I said this during our Emmy predictions, I'm still upset about the fact that Rosario Dawson wasn't nominated for dope sick. She yeah. was one of the leads in that series. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. Outstanding reality competition series. Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. Her speech was so beautiful to me because mm-hmm. the part that touched me the most is there are situations where you wish somebody was there, someone you can look up to, but sometimes you have to be that person. Yep. And that was just so powerful to me. Um, whenever I give advice or something like that, I'm like, this is what you need to know. Okay. <laughs> this, this is, this is it. And unfortunately that's something that a lot of trailblazers have to go through. What I love too, is this is, you know, there are people for some reason have loved to hate on Lizzo over the years. And for me, Lizzo has never put out negativity. She's always tried to be positive and uplifting and a great example. So I love, I always love to see her win. But when I saw her get this award and beat RuPaul's Drag Race, as you text me, I'm like, this was a fuck. Listen, haters, y'all go ahead and say whatever y'all want to say and live y'all miserable little lives because Lizzo's out here winning. Because they they are mad that she loves herself. They are mad that she doesn't talk shit about herself. Get over yourself. Lizzo out here winning. Okay. Outstanding variety talk series last week tonight with John Oliver. I was really hoping Trevor Noah. I I vote for Trevor every year but John Oliver's show is the new daily show. I have never watched a single episode. Oh, I have. To this man. It's good. Outstanding outstanding variety sketch series Saturday Night Live. Which was surprising. That rounds out our Emmy Awards 2022 winners. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It was an interesting show. Like I said, I loved some of these standout moments. I'm glad I got to watch. Um... 
I still support broadcast TV, okay? Um, no matter what the numbers say, we're going to keep rocking with it. And yeah, enjoyed this. Enjoyed the ceremony personally. I enjoyed the, the ceremony as well. I don't think I've been this hype or watched an award show that did it this right in a long time <laughs> for the most part. Without I think people stupid. were girding their loins for a little bit there after the Oscars. So I think we're getting back on track with not having Can I say I forgot about the Oscars? Situations. How about that? Did no, you? I'm, I'm talking about in terms of the outcome of awards. Like, I feel like the people who won have genuinely deserved it. Ah, I see. Okay. That's what I was referring to. Um, gotcha. And I love Boeing Yang, by the way. He um, had the funniest bit of the night for me. The- Funniest. When he talks um, about what what they did to my president, I lost <laughs> it. <laughs> when he called out, when he called out Selena Gomez saying, "You're just like Lady Gaga, but with two <laughs> Tony Bennett's <laughs> funniest oh. bit of the night for sure." Yes, I think the only thing I want to see next year is I want to see um, Z Way host. I think that would be hilarious. No. And very, very eclectic. So I need to see her host. But I don't think people are smart enough for her sometimes. I really don't. They need to be. Because she deserves this platform. Like, I would love to see it. Not that I don't think Keenan did his thing. But I would love to see the Keenan was fine. I think Keenan was fine. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up our headlines and hot topics for this week. Delora. We're back on Tuesday with a we recap are. of. It's another TBT. We are recapping The Devil Wears Prada. Mm-mm-mm. All one of my all of time favorites. Cannot freaking wait. Guys, we will see you then. In the meantime, be blessed. Stay safe. That's all. <laughs>